and welcome to another episode of High on Horror. I am one of your hosts, Miles, and I'm also joined by Chris and Josh. What up, homies? I liked that one, Miles. That was good. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. The falsetto, <laughs> man. That's what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but it reminded me of the "We Are Farmers." I don't know why my mind went there. I love it. I love it. Um, so, you guys, uh, what did you guys do that was horror-related this week? I got a stack of them. I went to a goth club that I took Josh to when he came here ah, in the castle. you went back? Yeah. The castle? Was, Hell it, yeah. It was Star Wars night at the castle, ah, too. what? Yeah, oh, so shit. There's, there's, you wouldn't go when it was cosplay night, but you'll go when it's Star Wars night? You son of a bitch. <laughs> I would I would go when it's cosplay night. I just don't know. Like I I don't know why, but they have like no social media presence, so I never know what's happening at that place. And it's, it's always like a it's like a Dude. drunk stumble in kind of move for me. It's Slide awesome, in there. people. If for y'all of you that don't know, it's a giant building called the Castle, which is a vampire esque nightclub, and it's fucking dope as shit. Yeah, and sometimes they have special nights where you dress up. Even though on a regular night we saw a robot lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw there was two chicks. One had her face painted like Darth Maul, and was in like a full Sith getup, and she was like really tall too. Which I was like, damn, her costume's on point. And then there's another chick dressed as <laughs> she must have been enormous for you to think she's tall. <laughs> Jesus Christ, was she seven foot two? <laughs> she, dude, she had to be. She had to be at least six foot. I was like, WNBA <laughs> players up in here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that. I guess technically that's not horror outside of it being a vampire club. That counts. But, but totally yeah. counts. Um, other than that, no, I haven't. I haven't actually watched too much horror. I did see Multiverse of Madness. I think we all did. That kind of yeah. counts. It's pretty intense. That, that is very <laughs> horror. <laughs> um, and I thought it was fitting that we're doing a movie that is produced by Sam Raimi. Yeah, buddy. He returned to the MCU. What'd you do, Josh? Um, mine is kind of horror adjacent, just because I think the premise is terrifying. Uh, me and my co-host Tammy from my other podcast, Four Nerds by Nerds, we played a game called It Takes Two. Have you played that? I've never even heard of this. You're a married couple who tells their child they're getting a divorce, and the kid has made like dolls that are like it look kind of look like the parents not really though like one's made out of clay and the other one's like a wooden like toy and uh she like has this book about love and she's reading it and she like cries while she's reading it the tears fall on the toys and the parents like souls are transferred into the toys (laughs) what it's fucking insane and then they're like an arguing married couple that's going through a divorce trying like going through all this shit and like you come across squirrels who are in a war with the wasps so they think you're like spies sent by the wasps <laughs> what to kill them. <laughs> is this a video game yeah it's on <laughs> ps4 it was dope but yeah. if you really think about the premise it's fucking terrifying because they're like we're trapped like they can see their bodies and shit and they can't get back to them <laughs> that sounds amazing and it's obviously co-op yep it's co-op split screen <laughs> Nice. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to just duck, duck out there. I just saw a fucking gigantic cockroach in my house, and I never see roaches, but this thing was fucking huge. 
And like I, the oval one? I don't even fuck. I literally it's was flat like, now. Like men, of, men in black? <laughs> Dude, it was like raised off the ground. You know how like cockroaches for the most part are like normally like they stay pretty low. They're like very flat. This thing was like, this was a fucking alpha roach. <laughs> and it scared the shit out of me. It was so big. I saw them peripheral in my eye walking across my tile. And I was like, Jesus, God. And then, of course, as I'm going to kill it, my headphones fell off. So if you heard clatter in the background, that was... Dude, Chris this is a real life horror movie. Yeah, this is God. a high on horror exclusive. Horror in action. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that that episode when you're like, dude, I think there's a gunfight outside my house. Yeah, hold up, my dog's freaking out. I think someone's in my house. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, there was a gunfight outside of my house. <laughs> <laughs> there's a police standoff next door. <laughs> Uh, I love it. I live in not the best neighborhood, and apparently you don't either if you got giant cockroaches. Jeez Louise. Dude, that was the first and hopefully the last that I've ever seen in here. Holy God, that thing was massive. Jesus. Whew, got my heart rate going. All right. <laughs> Terrifying. So, just, so, just like this week's movie. <laughs> wait, wait, Josh. I got to ask. Were you talking about It Takes Two? Yeah. Dude, I have... <laughs> I have not. My friend just bought it, and like apparently, when you buy it, it comes with a pass, so you can play co-op online with people. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So he was asking me to play it with him, but I, that was like in the running for game of the year last year, and I had no idea what it was. And I looked it up, and I was like, "This looks amazing." Oh yeah, Tammy's been playing it for her video game uh, channel, and it was fun. You get like a bunch of different gadgets and shit. You can, like throw nails and have it come back to you like fucking Thor. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's dope as shit. Um, so I, uh, I've i watched a few movies and uh, listened to some horror podcasts. First, I'll just say I listened to some of our backlog of episodes trying to find some good clips to cut out and uh, definitely check out the older episodes because we have really solid content back there. We watched Dog Soldiers. That was the shit. We had, oh my god, there were so many funny moments in that discussion. It's 100% worth listening to. We talked about Hereditary, a much less funny movie. <laughs> <laughs> Very serious episode. The it only was. funny part of that movie is the random naked Norwegian people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but I also watched, uh, this is kind of horror adjacent, and then we'll get into the good one, but uh, yesterday I watched Machete, 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 Machete. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's so I good. I love Danny Trejo. Me too. I'm about to do like a, an ode to Danny Trejo episode on another show. I'm really excited about it. Oh, they want awesome. me to listen to his autobiography, which is free on Libby, so check that <laughs> out, folks. Shit. <laughs> what? That actually seems like it'd be really interesting. Hell yeah, I'm yeah, really stoked. I, I thought you were going to talk about uh, Killer Monkeys or whatever the fuck it was called. Oh, was we're it? going Primal there. Disaster? Primal Force. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, Primal where Force. do you find these films, bro? Dude, I watched it in the like 90s, and for some reason it stuck with me all these years. And then we talked about it on the Tiny Horrors episode, which came <laughs> yeah. out a few weeks ago, or maybe last, last week. week. Yeah, yeah who's last to say? week. If, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, if you're jumping in now... We did an episode on Tiny Terrors, and Miles had a revelation about a movie called Primal... What is it? Primal Force. Primal Force, starring Ron Perlman, about him going to an island and fighting orangutans. What is it? No, it's okay. So the premise is, it's Rambo, but instead of Viet Cong or whoever he fights in those movies, it's baboons. <laughs> 
He's, people knock on his door and they're like, we need your help. You have to go back. And he's like, I don't want none of this shit. And then he goes back <laughs> to save uh, a movie crew that are making a movie on this island where they genetically engineered baboons to be the perfect thing to hunt. And it killed all the hunters. They're like, we're never going back. And Ron Perlman's like, I'll go back to save them. And he's Rambo. He's, this is before Sci-Fi Channel like was a punchline. Like This is when they were trying to make good content. So it actually had a little bit of a budget and uh it's hilarious it's free on youtube check it out it's not supposed to be funny but it is kind of funny will you you describe the clip that you sent to me and chris (laughs) yeah i was wondering why you sent that to me (laughs) yeah i was like what the hell is this yeah i was like ron perlman is rambo and i'm fucking here for it (laughs) he uh the starlet of the movie he's saving her and she's dragging like luggage behind her and she's like this is a thousand dollar piece of luggage i'm not leaving it and ron perlman shoots it with a shotgun he goes it's not a thousand dollars (laughs) anymore it's uh yeah he's he's an american badass that's for sure ron perlman fighting baboons check it out I love it. I'd do a commentary on that. <laughs> it's a good time, and it's free. You can't fight with that. It's free. And uh, it's the practical effects always win, man. Like, there's no CGI. There are a lot of people in monkey costumes, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a question for you, since we're kind of talking about sci-fi, like, B-horror. Um, did you guys ever catch that movie, The Snakehead Terror? No. I've seen it available on Amazon, but I've not watched it. Oh, it's trash. But um, I remember it was like a big event, like during that same time period where sci-fi was like, look at these movies that we're making. They look so good. (laughs) And this one's about these like fish that uh, like snakehead fish, I guess, that can like come up on land. And like, so they are real. But mm-hmm. the t- the billing tagline was like based on true events, and <laughs> it's like these things are fucking like pulling people from their homes and shit, and like it's just <laughs> it's so absurd. But I don't know why. Like when you were bringing up sci-fi, I thought of it because my friend Nick, like he was traumatized by that movie, and I thought it was the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> I remember just laughing my ass off, and he's like, "I we got to turn this off," and I'm like, "This we got to turn this off." <laughs> <laughs> It's like, Dude. uh-oh, cl- close your eyes when Hercules comes on and there's the scene in hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, snakeheads are crazy fish. I-, I know too much about fish, so I could go on and on, but they're like legitimately destroying ecosystems in Pennsylvania and Florida. So they pay people, if you catch a snakehead, you kill it and you take it to like, uh, you know, the the park ranger people, take it to them and they will give you money for each snakehead you kill. It's kind of crazy. They have uh we're really getting on tangent here, but they have a uh pi- an anaconda hunting season in the Everglades because they're an invasive species there. So people go and just like kill as many anaconda and bring them back and then they pay you for them. Yeah. You guys I, have anacondas down there? What the fuck? Yeah, they're not native, but like people brought them to Florida and then just like let them loose in the Everglades when they got too big. Um but yeah, there's like been some crazy pictures of like one was like uh, an anaconda that killed an alligator, but the alligator killed the anaconda, so they're like both dead. But like, it was just a fucking insane image. <laughs> Jesus, a- anacondas are crazy, man. They're like thirty nope. foot long killing machines. Anyway, I, I've always wanted to go to 
to Anaconda hunting season and just have a fucking machete and be like wasting <laughs> the water. Just, Die! You didn't do that in your time in the service? <laughs> oh God, we're back. On we're this. bringing it back. <laughs> if anyone Stolen doesn't know, uh, Chris was not in the Navy, but we, I was certain he was. <laughs> Falsely accused. <laughs> So it's not stolen valor so much as like grand theft valor. <laughs> anyway, so poor segue, but we watched the movie Thirty Days of Night today. <laughs> Funny um, enough, about the Navy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, have you guys seen this movie before today? Yes, I have. I saw this. In theaters, actually. In, Whoa, that must have been in, crazy. It was. I remember, I forget what movie it was, but they had this in the like the opening credits. And I was walking in, and the fucking trailer for this scared the shit out of me walking into a movie. Because <laughs> there's like the scene where like they bust through the window at that one point. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like super quiet before then. And I swear to God, I dumped like a whole thing of fucking popcorn as I was like walking <laughs> to my seat because it was just like, boom. <laughs> yeah. That commercial is so effective that as I was watching the movie, all of the like cuts that they put in the commercial to like uh, coming soon, 30 days of night, you know, all of the like the the just like frames that they showed. I was like, that was in the trailer. That was in the trailer. That was in the like it's fucking burned into my mind. As far as trailers go, this might actually be one of the best horror trailers that I've ever seen. This one and uh, The Strangers like, yeah. legitimately scared the shit out of me when it was on cable and stuff. Same time frame. What about you, Josh? Have you seen this movie before? I saw it once, right when it came out on DVD. And I definitely paid more attention to it this time around than than I did. I don't know what I was doing then, but I remember just kind of like half watching it and not really giving a shit, but... I liked it this time. I really paid attention to it. Hell yeah. Well, let's get into it. So the opening of the... Well, the premise of this movie is uh, somebody who writes vampire comics. This is based on a comic book. Somebody who writes them uh, realized that there are long stretches of time in Alaska and northern Canada where the sun does not come out every day. So what a perfect place for some vampires to wreak some havoc. 30 days of night. So the movie starts with, I wrote, cold guy walks off of a freighter and into a whiteout. <laughs> and that's probably about as accurate as that gets. Uh, what's this actor's name? He's like semi-famous. That's Ben Foster. Mm-hmm. He was uh, Angel in X-Men 3. Oh and shit, he was. He was. In, uh, <laughs> he's in that movie you love, the knockoff of uh, Event Horizon. Yeah, uh, ah, shit. Not Prometheus. Pandorum? Pandorum, yes. Yeah. That movie's really good. Um, he's in fucking everything. He's, he's been in a bunch of shit. And he yeah, is I like, knew I recognized him. He's got he's, terrible teeth in this movie. He's yeah. arguably the craziest character in this movie, for sure. <laughs> his voice, yeah, his voice is so creepy. And we never learned his name in this movie, so I just called him Cold Guy. So, yeah. uh, he, and he definitely... the vampire familiar. <laughs> he is a familiar. Um, okay, so, uh... Oh, then wait, we get... before, before you go, go any further, I just want to throw this out there. So, this was directed by David Slade, who is... For, he is very familiar with the vampire, uh, business, I should say. He also did 
Twilight. <laughs> the Twilight Saga eclipse. <laughs> Jesus. And he's also done episodes for Black Mirror, American Gods, Hannibal, and Breaking Bad. Fuck yeah, this dude's the shit. <laughs> yeah. Besides um, Twilight, he has a pretty good track record. And and to be fair, I feel like Eclipse was actually the best Twilight movie. Not not saying a lot, but out of all of them, I think that was the best one. <laughs> I've only Makes ever seen sense. clips of it, and that's like the one where there's a war between the vampires and the werewolves, right? Like there's this huge battle in that one at some point. Yes. Yeah, that one. There, the scenes I saw, I was like, I might watch Twilight, and then I smacked myself in the face, and I knew <laughs> not to do that. <laughs> Dude, I. Uh... I'm looking at which Black Mirror episode he did, and it's my least favorite one. It's he did the Bandersnatch movie. Ah, uh, yeah, I hate that one. <laughs> That's like he's, a video game; it doesn't count. He's also done a bunch of music videos for. He's done a couple for the Muse. He's done one oh. for the Killers, AFI, um, System of a Down. He did Hell System yeah. of a Down's Aerials. What the fuck? Holy shit! Hell yeah. <laughs> That alone, what? I'd have given him this movie and been like, "You can do it, dude!" <laughs> holy crap! And he also did uh, P.O.D. Hell well, yeah. you know, yeah. So, <laughs> but System of a Down, holy shit, that's that's wild. Everything has a time and place, and P.O.D. definitely did. <laughs> As P.O.D. would say, "Goodbye for now." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not to get too tangential, but some of their later stuff that wasn't on the radio is actually pretty good. Um, the, there's one it's album called uh, Murdered Love. Check that out. It's real good. Uh, anyway, so that's our director. We got Cold Guy. Um, and then we get a, 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 like words pop up and it says, The Last Day of Sun. So we have got a very short time before this shit's about to fucking pop off. I saw I, I I liked this movie, but I did see a lot of holes in its plot and there are a few like the setup of the story and everything. Like, airports just don't have to stop running just because the sun's down. Like planes leave at two a.m. all the time. <laughs> like you could still fly in and out of a place. It's not like it's going to be snowing nonstop for thirty days. No, it's just but be dark out. up in Alaska, there are like special rules because like engines and propellers will freeze and shit. So they don't, they try not to go at night when it's up there. These motherfuckers are outside in just long sleeve t shirts. That's true. But they're like, boy, it's below 10 right now. I'm real chilly. <laughs> you can't Josh, see their breath or anything. <laughs> Josh Hartnett couldn't al- a- help but act like he was freezing in every scene. Like, he really took that to heart. He yeah. might, like, <laughs> whoever told him it's supposed to be cold, because every time he a- exits a vehicle or a building, he's like... <laughs> got his hands up near his face <laughs> i watched the today show when this was new because this came out in like 2007 so that like seeing shit before i went to school was still a thing on the news and he was promoting this movie and he's like the best part about filming this movie is that the blood is delicious so i sprinkle some in my coffee and put a little <laughs> on my donut every morning <laughs> So he's a real vampire, is what we've learned here. <laughs> My cousin is actually, like, named after Josh Hartnett. Do you guys like Josh Hartnett? What the fuck happened to him? Where's he been? He was on that show. What was that show? It's the show which title I always get confused with Penny Dreadful. Or is it Penny Dreadful? Yeah, I get I Penny Dreadful is. and Peaky Blinders mixed together. Yes, yeah. it is Penny Dreadful. <laughs> yeah, he was on there. That was but like yeah, he's not a big movie star ago. anymore. 
Yeah. yeah I, I I tried to get into Penny Dreadful. It wasn't bad or anything. It just didn't capture me. But yeah, he's I, just he's not the strongest actor in the whole world. Yeah, I do like him though. Yeah, like, I, don't, yeah I don't mind him. I thought he was good in uh, Black Hawk Down too, which was around this time. Man, we're just going crazy on tangents. So, uh, I don't know if I want to tell this story. Fuck it, I'm gonna tell this story. So, uh, the movie Forty Days and Forty Nights came out. Do you guys remember yeah. that movie where he tries yeah, not to get laid for forty days? Yeah, he practices celibacy for for Lent. <laughs> like what I, the I'd, fuck? I've never heard of that. Really? Yeah, this is this was like his first like kind of romantic comedy movie. It's him and the girl from A Knight's Tale. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's deeply upsetting to people who can't get laid within forty days. Like, uh, yeah, he just has to keep beating this pussy away with a stick. <laughs> That's the whole movie. Every it's like every chick he sees wants to fuck him, like he's taking some sort of love potion, but he hasn't. It's just I'm not allowed to have sex, so every woman I see for some reason is gonna throw themselves at me. I mean, he's Josh Hartnett. Their clothes yeah. keep falling off for no reason. <laughs> I, uh, my friends dared me. It was it. That's all it took was a dare to practice self celibacy for 40 days and 40 <laughs> nights. And like, I got to like day 30 before they started just like putting porn on in front of me and stuff. It really was deeply upsetting. <laughs> Way to go, middle school miles. Like, that's a tall order for a middle schooler. I'm just saying. Jesus so that's my Josh Hartnett memory is another movie that's about an elapsation of time with a number in front of it (laughs) (laughs) anyway so Josh Hartnett's our main character Uh, I found this movie visually beautiful like all of the landscape shots and the aerial shots and stuff were so well made like this is before global warming ruined the planet so we still had snow and stuff guys (laughs) It's pretty cool. <laughs> now, tell me what his name is in this movie, Josh Hartnett's character. It's Eben with a B. I was watching it with Eben subtitles. With a, with a B, not Evan, as it well, you'd think it would be. <laughs> Eben, Eben with a B. Eben Flow. Um, so we cut to him and his partner, Billy. Uh, Eben and Billy are looking at a pile of burned cell phones, and they're like, what the fuck is this? Where's my phone? What the fuck? So somehow somebody got everybody's phones for the most part. Cause there's a few floating around yet. And they all got burned in a pile. And uh, Billy is played by the guy who plays Deathstroke on Arrow. Okay. All right. I can see that. He's, he's, dope. he's pretty cool. He's a cool actor. Um, so it takes place in Barrow, Alaska, and they make it clear many, many, many people are jumping ships so they don't have to stand there at night for a month, which is detrimental to your mental health for sure. So the population drops from 300-something to 152. And uh, we hear that he and uh, Melissa George's character, Stella, are uh, getting a divorce. And it's time for... The boob report. Uh, <laughs> Melissa George is fucking gorgeous. I love her so much. She, uh, yeah, she is. You get to see a vast majority of her body in the movie The Amityville Horror with Ryan Reynolds. So definitely check that out. And uh, the show The Slap, there's a bathtub scene where you get to see 
a little bit of pink. You know, it's cool. I remember the that. slap, bro. The slap. The slap. There are better uh, comedy sketches about that than there the movie actually was. It was like the one where the guy slaps everybody. Yeah, he yeah. smacks little kids and shit. Dude, I am compelled to go and watch the slap just because I need to know what happens after the slap. It's like, like a whole fucking it's all fallout. Like court cases and shit. Yeah. The show. How long was that show? I think it was like six it's episodes. Once. Oh, I think you're going to say six seasons. I was like, Jesus, <laughs> God. Every, every it's 132 episodes. <laughs> the slap heard around the world. <laughs> yeah, no. That, uh, so apparently there was like a version of that that was released on DVD where you get to see Melissa George's Georgia's. And um, yeah, that's pretty oh, good. Yeah. So that was the boob report. Because we don't really get to see any boobs in this movie. No. Um, so she is Stella, which is a, a word for moon, I believe. Or no, Daloon is the moon. I don't remember what Stella means, but it's important for some reason or another. I'm not a linguist. And she and Eben are uh, getting a little divorcey poo. And um, wah, wah. Wah, wah. <laughs> sucks to be both of them. Oh, you're so hot. It's a shame you'll never find love. Yeah, right. Yeah, what are the odds that two attractive people like that were in the same shithole town to begin with? Right. <laughs> They um, would end up together. And she's a, <laughs> she's a fire marshal, so I think that it might have just been work that brought them together. Because some people, when they really fuck up at work, they're like, off you go to Alaska. And uh, I think that might be how they connected, is they both fucked up somehow. Uh, and then we get the scene where doggies are getting murdered off screen, and there's blood and stuff that you see in the poor doggies. How'd you guys feel about Doggy Massacre? Didn't lot. like it. <laughs> I mean, Especially it, it, it when worked. they go back to it. Yeah, it worked. Like it, it definitely made sense in the context of the movie, but it made me a sad panda. <laughs> there are definitely some parallels to the thing in this movie. Just a oh, few, yeah. but that's definitely one of them. Is like the dogs are a threat. We will eliminate the threat. So uh, we are to. Uh, it is implied that cold, cold guy happens to be coming into town stealing people's phones killing dogs so on and so forth uh we get introduced to the character Bo, who's very important he's like a mountain man who very seldom comes to town and uh josh hartnett writes him a ticket because he needs to be reminded he's part of the town and uh that's a not great because way. he was spilling hazardous materials on the on the ground <laughs> i mean they're in alaska that's all hazardous material every every material is hazardous Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. <laughs> he probably blasted that when he got into his big ass truck. <laughs> I okay, so I did a little search just because I was I was thinking about it and and I hadn't pulled this up before the episode started, but apparently this was shot in New Zealand. That makes sense because there's a New Zealand actor in it in a little bit. We'll yeah, it says it says nearly half of the cast is Kiwi or Australian. Yeah, I was going to say, I think fucking Deathstroke is from New Zealand as well. That makes sense. Um, so, who plays Bo? He's a famous actor. Josh? Bo, 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 uh, I don't Bo, know Bo, his Bo. name, but he's from uh, Sons of Anarchy. He is the... Oh, he's great in Sons of Anarchy. He's the cop in Batman Begins that gets strung up by his ankle. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey, don't like falafel. <laughs> <laughs> too fast, too furious. He's in that. Yeah, he gets his, ra- he gets his tummy scratched open by rats. Oh, yes. my God. That was that guy? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that guy. Yep. <laughs> Harry Man. Yeah, he's, he's a pretty cool actor. Everything I've seen him in, he's awesome. Don't know his name. So, uh-huh. yeah, he's pretty cool. 
Um, then we have Stella's trying to jump ship before it gets dark. She had to come and settle some business. And a guy named Malachi accidentally runs her off the road with a tunneler. Is that what it's called? A tunneler? Or a trencher. And uh, her car is fucked. Um, <laughs> so basically, she's stuck in Barrow. They send Billy to come get her because Josh Hartnett's busy and he doesn't want to hang out with his soon-to-be ex-wife. It's clear she's leaving him. Yes, it's very clear. Like they, they're working their shit out this whole movie. We're not going to necessarily touch on all of it, but they're definitely like, uh, "What? You don't want to talk to me no more? We were married. I'm sad." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we get the uh, character John Reese and his wife. They're the people who take care of the dogs. And uh, Eben comes. Who's Josh Hartnett? I have to keep trying to stick in character name. Eben, Eben? shows up. And he sees that the dogs are fucked up. And John Reese is super pissed. And as he should be. That guy is most famous, from my knowledge, for the movie Black Sheep. You guys ever see Black Sheep? It's vampire sheep in New yeah. Zealand. Oh, yes, I have yeah. seen that movie. Yeah, the dude gets his wiener bit off. <laughs> that, that guy, specifically, it's him. He gets his wiener bit is off that, in that movie. <laughs> but he's a, a really good actor, and he's uh, he happens to be in this. And uh, he's in a, a porno called The Band. So check that out if you care to see his dick. Um, and that was... The Dick Report. Anyway, uh, so John Reese is really pissed off. And then we get introduced. There's so many characters in this movie. It's unreal because they got to hear all their names before you kill them, I guess. Uh, then we meet Jake, his younger brother, and Ellen, his grandma, who's a stoner grandma with cancer. Hell yeah. Ellen's cool as fuck. Ellen's cool as fuck. And they just hang out at the police station. She mans the, uh, the radio and he plays uh, tabletop board games by himself. <laughs> how in the fuck did that work i was wondering that when i was watching this he was like, like grandma just play with me <laughs> he's like the once the stranger gets put in jail they're just like the cold man he's like okay i will literally let you out if you'll just play with me yeah. <laughs> um and uh then there's problems at the uh what do they call it the facility where there's a grinder and the power plant uh, well, what are you talking about? The machine? Yeah, the big machine. They call it the Muffin Monster. <laughs> it's one of those grinders that I just watch the videos where people just throw things in them and it eats them on YouTube. Another great thing to find. Uh, industrial Grinder. And Wilson... It's just there to have the death later. That's the it's, only it's reason so good. that thing exists. It's so good. Well, they got to get rid of their trash in Alaska somehow. Industrial so, Grinder sounds like uh, like an electronic... like techno genre from his like dubstep ukraine. <laughs> deep so, in the heart of ukraine industrial grinder is the move yeah. it's like romstein's band like secondary project. <laughs> exactly i'm thinking of duhast specifically <laughs> so this fella named wilson is the helicopter man and all of the parts of his helicopter got thrown into the muffin monster and he is very unhappy about it which is like crazy how much the cold guy was able to achieve in a day without being seen. He killed everybody's dogs, he stole everybody's cell phones, and he ripped apart a helicopter and threw it into this grinder. 
And they should. He's been, really like, working for it. He's working hard for I was his money. Say, he wanted to be a vampire. He's their Guillermo, dude. <laughs> he is their Guillermo. It's so good. <laughs> so, uh, have you guys ever seen Cold Blooded Alaska? It's a show on Investigation Discovery where they go through the serial killers that are living in Alaska. Apparently, per capita, or even just in general, there are more serial killers in Alaska than anywhere on the planet. And uh, they, uh, when I'm seeing all these indigenous peoples that are in this town, they're the people who are the victims of being serial killered. So it's, uh, I was seeing that and I was like, whoo, I wonder if that's going to come into play. It doesn't. Anyway, um, so we get our first victim as the sun has gone down and that would be the radio control officer, Gus. Somebody lead me through what happens to poor Gus. Rip. Yeah, Gus goes outside because the electricity goes off and then he is slowly but sadistically surrounded by vampires who then rip him apart and bite his head off that's pretty gnarly <laughs> and stick it on a, a spike in the ground yeah poor gus he had no idea what was coming and uh but at the same no. time he got it pretty easy compared to some of the other characters in this movie yeah Jesus. so uh i i the- gotta throw this out there um, another thing that i stumbled upon since we're officially in the nighttime shots uh most of the night shots in this movie were actually shot during the day and they used a day for night process to change it over which is pretty crazy and wow uh, and then uh most of the snow was not snow it was salt and yeah salt and some snow was edited in interesting yeah, that's uh, they're never going to plant anything there again. Sucks to be them. <laughs> they salted the earth to make this movie. <laughs> so we get uh, Cold Guy is finally willing to reveal himself now that night has fallen. He sits down at the uh, at the diner and he asks for booze. They say booze is illegal during this month. And uh, he says, fine, give me raw hamburger. And they won't. And he's just like, you won't give me what I want to eat. You won't give me what I want to drink. And uh, Eben comes in and just fucking arrests him, essentially, for being <laughs> How dare you speak words in our town if my name's not Eben. He basically does the you're not from around here speech <laughs> and then arrests him for no reason. Oh, my God. That reminds me. I'm sending you guys a video that ties in with the you're not from around here thing so don't mind me but you're gonna have a good laugh at it when we get done with this episode (laughs) they're about to throw down and uh stella puts a gun to the back of his head and it's like oh stella's in town now here we are she's stranded sucks to be her so billy must have brought her back and billy made the proposition if you don't want to stay with your husband stay with my family with my daughters and she's like i guess i'll do that and she tells Josh Hartnett that, and he does not take it particularly well. And he's like, fine, I'm going to go and take this guy to jail now. And uh, <laughs> she comes with him, even though he kind of, like, says bye. She's just with him when he gets to she the... She wants to say hi to Grandma. She wants to say hi to Grandma. And um, he, like, puts him in the little holding cell. He doesn't tell anything to... Ep- okay, I got the video to you. Sorry, it just went <laughs> off. <laughs> Um, anyways please continue sorry if that disrupted the flow of things boys josh hartnett throws uh the cold man into the holding tank and he says no one's coming for you for a month you might as well talk and he doesn't so uh we don't uh he doesn't get the uh 
who doesn't get great treatment. And Josh Hartnett goes, uh, Eben goes, man, it's been a hell of a day. And the cold man goes, just you wait. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's definitely. Should have given me the raw hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we cut to three uh pipeline workers one's a gal two are fellas they're like hey you want to suck our dicks right essentially and she was like mm, maybe and uh one of them gets got just gets pulled into the darkness and then he gets dropped in front of them like the cow and dog soldiers he's just <laughs> a bloody mess i thought and you were gonna say the cow and twister i mean kind of that too <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I want to comment on something. I do really like the suspense that they use. Like, we don't really see the vampires up until all hell breaks loose. Um, but, like, the, the you know, people getting, like, pulled into the darkness and, like, even Gus when he was getting surrounded and, like, you just kind of saw, like, dark figures running in the in his peripherals. Like, I, I thought that, that was very effective because, like, this movie has some good scares in it, but it also has some dope action. Yeah, it's classified as horror slash suspense slash thriller, and I think it really nails all three of those genres combined in yeah. one movie better than many, many other movies do. Mm -hmm. So uh, one one pipeline worker gets got, and the other guy drops to his knees, and he's just like, oh, no, and the girl runs because she's intelligent. And uh, we never see the other guy again, so we're out of pipeline. The pipeline fellas, they didn't end up getting their dicks sucked. Um, so then, uh, we find out grandma smokes pot because she has blue marijuana in her drawer. Don't know why it was blue. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was mushrooms at first when I was watching because they looked black. I was yeah. like, what, what the fuck is this? Apparently like, it's I hard get, to grow pot in I Alaska. dankest perp that's ever been grown. <laughs> <laughs> She's I mean, like, I sell it by the quap. <laughs> <laughs> bc bud is a thing apparently it's a good biome for for ganja i don't know i wouldn't know i've never done it uh <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, why you're listening to high on horror <laughs> <laughs> speaking of which uh anyway i uh yeah <laughs> he did the thing Every he day. did the thing <laughs> so evan finds gus because the power goes out and uh the, uh, there's a little uh, mini monologue from the cold man. He said, "Ain't the cold? The cold ain't the weather. That's death coming for you." He sounds very uh, like New England with his I accent. Thought, I thought you were gonna say he sounds very pet cemetery. Yes, it's got exactly. A death coming for you. <laughs> Going all the way up there, huh? You should have given me the hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then, uh, uh, Eben goes to find out what's going on with the telecommunications building and he finds poor Gus's head on a pike. So oh, he comes back to town real fucking quick and is just like, uh, load your guns and lock your doors, people. It's about to get fucking real. I don't know what's going on. And, uh, anyone who doesn't have a gun or a generator, go to the diner. This is um, all a, uh, fever dream of Josh Hartnett from 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> He's, he's just Starts like, I haven't come in a month. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's backing up into my brain. <laughs> His hypothalamus is failing. Someone get this man a hand job. <laughs> so I, had to, I had to insert some dick jokes in oh, here. Oh, they're people. not done. There will be more. <laughs> 
Um, so he, uh, he tells everybody to get the fuck out of here. And then we get the trailer for the movie. Uh, John Reese, the guy with the dog and his wife are, I don't know if they're having marital problems or if they're just having trouble with the fact that their dogs have just been murdered, but they're just like sitting there. There's some marital tension going on and it's just, please come eat. Just eat the food I just made you. And he's just like looking at her and then a fucking guy shoots through the window he just dives through <laughs> and uh i called him cue ball in my notes i also called him tmnt because he's got the shape of a ninja turtle's head very shapely <laughs> bald head and uh he grabs john reese's wife and dives out the window with her and starts dragging her under a house john reese fights with him trying to get her and he literally gets his knee bent back the wrong way and he gets a little uh he gets a little fucked up and that's the last we see of him for quite a while. Um, so there goes New Zealand actor, guy who gets his dick bit off and is in a porno. <laughs> guy. <laughs> um, so uh, Jake gets really mad at Cold Man and he throws a Dungeons and Dragons mini at him. And uh, he goes, oh, I can break that apart and pick this lock. So uh, Jake goes over to get it away from him and he grabs Jake. Oh, no. And, uh, of course, that's when Eben... Eben is always right there in the nick of time. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Man, this guy gets around fast. So, Eben shoots him in the arm and throws the, uh, the cold man against the cage? Bars? The bars? And he handcuffs him to the bars and is like, fucking talk! And he won't. This dude is allegiant to these these vampires so hard and it is important to note he is not a vampire he's a familiar he's just a regular ass dude who happens to like killing things in the the promise that he will be turned into a vampire they forgot about me they forgot about me and um so then eben and stella get in the car to go get some supplies or something and uh oh no they go to investigate and they get out of the truck and they're like, uh oh. And they get back in the truck and Cue Ball lands on top of the truck and starts punching his way in. And they like shoot him and stuff. Fucking squealing like they all do. Yes. Yeah. Like, that gets a little irritating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vampire language is uh, not, not pleasant to the ear, it turns out. Apparently, the actual words that they use, they they got a lingu linguistics linguistics professor from New Zealand to write that language. Like it's completely original. <laughs> Interesting. I was like, all right, y'all going hard on this. It's like New people Zealand learning show. Elvish for fucking Lord of the Rings. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know I know the main vampire too, and he's I couldn't. I was like, what is his direction? Just go out there and make a bunch of clicking noises, because like. He, yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> like, it's like the Grudge meets Predator. Like, yeah. it's, it's very uh... yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> so, who is he? What's he from? Uh, he's the bad guy in uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. Mm -hmm. And he's been in a ton of shit. You know, if you looked up his IMDb, you'd be like, I've seen all of this. <laughs> yeah, he's in a lot of shit. He play. He usually plays a guy in a suit, and it's crazy that he plays a guy in a suit in this movie as well. But, like, a bloody suit. <laughs> so he's King Vampire, is this curly-haired dude who's a good actor. And, um... <laughs> so Eben and Stella are fighting their way home, and they hear Grandma over the radio getting murdered. 
Meow. Yeah, poor grandma. Hopefully I she was that. stoned. Um, so, and it is also established that the vampires are talking to each other, and they say, anyone you kill, make sure you rip their head off so that they don't just randomly get turned into vampires. We're pretty picky about who we want to join the club, and uh, they got to make the right donations. I don't know exactly what the criteria is. But, uh, so, anyone they kill, they intend to rip their heads off, which is why poor Gus got piked. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. So, then we cut to people in the diner, who, the, apparently they've all encountered them. There's gunshots going off all over the place. And, uh, does, does Evan, did I miss the part where Evan goes back to the police station, finds that his brother's gone, and that grandma's dead, and yeah, that's right now. That's yeah. That's yeah. Right after grandma died, so he finds out grandma's dead and stuff, and he goes up to the guy, and the guy still won't tell him anything, even though he's been shot in the arm, he's bleeding out, and he's been handcuffed to the prison bars, and he still is just not talking. So uh, they go to the diner where they meet all these people, and it seems like everybody has kind of encountered them already at this point. Like there's been a lot of guns going off, and people are seeing them just get right back up and are continuing to fuck people up. So Josh Hartnett's first plan is he turns off the lights of the diner, because why were they still on, you stupid idiots? He says, all right, Billy, you get all these people to Kelso's house because he's left for the year and he has a secret attic. So go there and get them up in there. I, uh, Stella and I are going to go look for supplies so that we can survive up there. And uh, while they're driving, a bunch of vampires flip their truck, which is a pretty crazy scene. These yeah, guys I, got I, legs. <laughs> I, I feel like an SUV that is in Alaska would be like all-wheel drive. Well, there was like a fucking dozen of these super strength vampires holding it back. Yeah. Yeah, but only the back wheels were moving when they lifted them off the ground. <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> yeah, and fucking... at the speeds that they were driving in the snow, which is not in speeds you would drive in the snow, these people are driving like 60 miles an hour everywhere on roads made of ice. Evan's got to show up in the nick of time every time. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's the new Ford campaign is our truck has four-wheel drive, so that way if a vampire tries to flip your truck, you can still get away. <laughs> um, so Bo saves them with his plow and gets them in the truck and takes them. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Bo's he does. the MVP of this movie, man. He kicks ass. <laughs> Bo can save me with his plow, if you know oh. what I mean. <laughs> Chris likes a bear when he sees one. <laughs> I wish he had said had some smart ass remark about him getting that ticket when he saved their life. He should have been like, "Regret giving me that ticket now." Yes, take these <laughs> points off my license. <laughs> okay, so then as they're like getting into that dude's house to go up into the the attic, you're hearing like random gunshots going off, and it's like clearly like, "Oh, that's somebody's last moments right there." Like you kind of feel that in that moment, like the anxiety is already just fucking skyrocketing in this movie. Like, I get upset and frustrated and anxious when my house isn't clean. Like, I can't imagine being in their situation. Like, I would be crying. I would have been one of the first people <laughs> dead in the fucking street. There was no way I was going to survive this shit. And we get the awesome aerial shot. Tell me about that, Chris. Dude. This is probably my favorite shot of the movie. It's like an overhead shot of the main street and it kind of just like pans over and you just see like vampires attacking people 
like pulling people out of their houses. You got one poor motherfucker was up on a balcony and they cool. still got his ass. <laughs> I was like, bruh, where do you go? And, uh, but it just kind of like, it's, it's just one continuous take. You've got people running, you've got people firing guns and it just really captures the moment of just like complete chaos. Uh, it reminded me a bit of the shot from the Snyder remake of Dawn of the dead. Um, mm-hmm. when all hell was breaking loose and like, there's like people running around in the, the, you know, little suburbia and like the, the car crashing into the gas pump and all that good stuff. Like it gave me mad vibes of that scene. So I was a big, big fan. I bet. Like, uh, if you listen to the episode of the disc dump where Chris comes on and we talk about that movie, you specifically say like any movie that starts with the outbreak is a better movie than once it's already happened and they just like are picking up right there. And I thought of you in that scene. I was like, this is exactly what Chris would have a wet dream about. Like, this is so good. Oh yeah. I was like, I was very, very happy when I was watching. I was like, Oh God, I forgot how much I love this movie. And then we're in act two of the movie, which is where we're hunkered down in this attic mostly. And I wrote that this is intentionally slow before we, I continued to watch it. And it's really not, but somehow they give you like that tension of being like, Oh, I'm trapped in an attic and you're like watching them set traps for them and stuff. Uh, the lead vampire kills his human familiar and he he and his queen vampire fucking torture some people and it's fucking brutal man like oh my god they just like are real just walk in and just torture these people pin the girl to the ground and pick the dude up by his neck and skewer him with a fire poker and stuff like oh uh, they delight in carnage it's so gross yeah they use that girl as human bait yes they uh, <laughs> They send a girl out down the street yelling for help to see if it'll draw out any other humans. I love them and crawling across the rooftops. Just, just watching. In the background. Oh. Yeah. And uh, she's like, I did my best. But uh, there's a dad with Alzheimer's in the attic, of course. Oh, yeah. that. Talk- <sighs> I, I actually like this plot point. I feel like that was like... It added like another layer of conflict, but it wasn't just directly vampires like attacking them. And there's a guy up in the attic, too, that I call Mr. Confrontation because he just argues with his people. That's his whole role in this movie is he, like, tries to get in fistfights with people and is really confrontational, which, I mean, I've never been in this level of stress. I don't know how I would react, but it wasn't a, the best reaction from him. So he's in there. He's pissed off Alzheimer's is with him. And uh, it's just really tense. There's the bait trap of the girl walking through, and um, they're like, if we sit here... We're going to fucking die. Like, they're going to bust through this door, and they're going to kill all of us. And they're like, no, wait. We're not moving because we know this place. We know where everything is. They don't. So we're going to wait until a whiteout snowstorm comes through, and then we're going to move. So they're just sitting, looking out this window, watching people just get fucking brutally torn apart. Like, the, the bait girl, since she failed to get anyone out, they just fucking slice her up before they kill her, and it's awful. I feel like... They don't need an invitation. They could have gone through every house in town in less than a month. Like For sure. They don't need to sleep or stop. They could go through every every house in the town in a day. Like They should have been able to find these people. They weren't being very quiet. <laughs> they had to like schedule in blood orgies while everybody they was hiding been, and stuff. They had propane heaters going. Those things aren't silent. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Also, and, 
go ahead. I, I just wanted to touch on something. Like, earlier when, like, from the scene when the dude launches himself through the window, um, cue ball, like, I liked, you had, like, the large-scale open conflict, like, with that big one-shot, and then individually you saw, like, what was happening house to house. And I felt like that did a good job of, like, really showing what was like all the shit that was popping off in this town because like you get that single occurrence and then you see like, you know, the big pan out shot and it's like, okay, this is happening at everyone's home all at once right now, which is Dude, pretty crazy. It fucking made my heart palpitate, man. This shit is so <laughs> stressful. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like it lasts for 30 days. No, it doesn't. They must have been up in that attic for two weeks, just shitting in buckets or something. It is. It skips to 18 days in, and it's like, I think it's mostly down to the fact that Josh Hartnett can't grow a beard, so it just looks like he has 5 o'clock shadow, mm. like real shitty 5 o'clock shadow, but it's supposed that's supposed to be like three weeks worth of growth. Yeah, meanwhile, other people have full beards all of a sudden and long hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking Deathstroke has, like, long hair out of nowhere. <laughs> so, yeah, a couple weeks go by, and um, we get uh, we get a scene Oh, the with the, uh, the girl that was used as bait. She's like, God, no, please, God. And this is the quote of this movie I think of. He likes the king vampire stands in front of her, and he goes, God? And he looks around up in the sky, and he looks at her and goes, no god and they fucking rip her apart and it's so intense you should clip that shit in there Um, why use I mini, know how to edit. <laughs> why use many words when few will work yeah <laughs> it's like they give people direction and t- use them as bait and stuff but they just are like you go kill dogs <laughs> turn off power burn cell phone like that's the only way that that communication could have happened is why they didn't show it so abe and stella this whole time are working through their shit they're just like you know, people who have family should really kill anybody in their way if they're family, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's, she's like, we used to be like that, right? And he's just like, I'm like that right now. But he doesn't say it. He's just Josh Hartnett it up. Yeah, he just um, looks at her. So His puppy dog eyes. <laughs> the uh, are we. Eben goes out during the whole trap sequence, and I guess he's presumably thinking of a way to save her. He's watching her get torn apart, and he hears from John Reese under the one of the buildings, and that's the guy with the dogs. And he pulls the guy out from under the buildings, like we gotta fucking go. And John Reese is turning. Somebody tell me what happens in this scene. He says he's mad thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> and then he he attacks. Uh, poor Josh Hartnett, but he gets tangled up in the swing set, so then Josh Hartnett cuts his head off with an axe. The, the head cutting he scenes it, are but so good. But it does good. not take, uh, it takes quite a few strokes for him to get that head off. Like, 2007 CGI wasn't great, and they fucking kill it on the decapitations in this movie. They're all so fucking brutal, and they don't, like, cut away for most of them. You get to see the axe getting fucking buried in some necks. And it's yeah. gruesome as fuck. This is not for the the faint of heart. I mean, some people like horror movies, but don't do gore. This ain't the one. Like, this is gore city, this movie. 
Yeah, that must be like a mixture of practical and and CGI because it's too good to be 2007 CGI. Mm-hmm. There are some prosthetic heads that lay around that like they play with their lips and stuff, and it's just like, yeah. Jesus, that looks real. Like, yeah, the, vam- the vampires find that guy's decapitated head, and he like runs his fingers through his lips to look at his teeth because all the vampires get sharp teeth out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then we get uh, Alzheimer Isaac. Decides he's going to go to to Wainwright by himself, which is apparently an adjacent town. And uh, everyone's like, don't be dumb. And his son comes down and bops Melissa George in the head while Josh Hartnett's out. And uh, basically, the old man crawls out a window and his son goes to try and save him. <sighs> dumb character. Dumb character. Do we do we see the, the father again or do we just presume he died? Oh, that's it for him. We don't see him again. Yeah. And and uh, we get uh, the son is out there screaming for his dad. That's uh, Wilson. And, daddy, his uh, dad. <laughs> daddy, daddy, where are you, Papa? Papa, where are you? <laughs> and uh, he he doesn't last long out there yelling when like all these people who are left are hunkered down in various places, and he's out yelling like, "Give me a fucking break, you moron!" Anyway, so he uh, he doesn't make it very far. And uh, then it starts to snow when Josh Hartnett gets back. And, uh, oh, and the vampires do come in the house and, like, smell them, but that dude screaming lures them away. So that was a close one. There's a moment of sweat right there. <laughs> then uh, then the snow starts to fall, and it's time for some mall madness. They, uh, they go to the store to collect some Oreos and some Snapple. <laughs> And uh, while they are there, they traveled through big snow, got there, and there's a little girl vampire who they determined was brought in by the other vampires. So they're not opposed to turning little girls and making them immortal. And a uh, little girl vampire kills one of them, and they uh, they catch her, and Jake decapitates the little girl. And he's he's been thus far kind of a pussy, and he doesn't he doesn't mentally handle decapitating a little girl well as one wouldn't he should have had some cool D D one-liner like plus three stamina <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that didn't didn't work out so uh but he killed him and they used bear mace on her at one point and it did slow her <laughs> down but not much so they i guess they decided not to take the bear mace anymore they had a backpack full of it and then it never comes into play again so i guess they're just like fuck bear mace this is way more serious than that and uh somebody gets bit but doesn't tell anybody of course this is this is just how this goes and that guy says what if there was a diversion that would draw the vampires away and we could get to the next plot point location (laughs) and uh josh hartnett volunteers instead of the guy who got bit and he goes to grandma's house to get her uh grow operation lights to blast the vampires with light and everyone else gets to where they're awesome it's awesome yeah and great kill one of the most memorable kills of the whole movie in my opinion what happens well, he gets confronted by one of the bald vampires. I don't think it's... Is it Q-Ball? Q-Ball? There's only one. Like, in every shot, there's just that one guy. So, he's, like, the main muscle of the group. So, he has a little a little altercation, an entanglement, if you will, with <laughs> Q-Ball. And the, uh, 
in in grandma's house and he like basically lures him down a hallway and he fucking just unleashes the power of the sun he drops some sunny d on that <laughs> motherfucker and does he get him he gets the queen vampire i thought sunny d oh it, yeah you're right you're right that's uh so well regardless he fucking roasts that bitch with yeah. that grow up light uh because it's the it's like the oh my god i'm forgetting the word but the lights that like can help plants grow <laughs> why yeah, am i not able to speak english currently not um, hydroponics but the the light one <laughs> yes and so he just like rigs it up and she like comes at him and he just unleashes it on her and cooks her which was sick and uh the fact that she's the queen actually like saves him and gives him the time to get away when they cut the power because they're like oh fuck the queen is really fucked up and the king is like ah, didn't want to have to kill you but whatever is broken must stay broken and he fucking bites her head off and long uh, live the queen yeah she she dead she dead as fuck and the the prosthetics that they put on the vampires faces makes them unrecognizable but i feel like she was probably a famous actress i just have no idea who she was and um so then josh hartnett gets to the place where he was going after mall madness okay my uh, brain started working again the the word i was looking for was ultraviolet lights by brain you mean google yes <laughs> <laughs> so mr confrontation gets got on the run to the place and the uh rest of the group ends up landing in the police station and getting armed eben is running for his fucking life and uh bo's like it's my turn to go out there and save some motherfuckers and uh bo goes out and saves him with the trencher and he gets more vampires than anybody in this movie he's chopping people in half and blowing their heads off with shotguns it's fucking yeah. awesome that scene was sick yeah. he's shooting a shotgun while driving a tractor that basically has a gigantic chainsaw on the front of <laughs> vampires are falling on it and like getting cut in half and shit and he's running over <laughs> their heads and fucking oh it's so good he's got and a then he murder machine <laughs> then he drops he crashes it into a building and then drops road flares into a box of dynamite <laughs> he fucks a couple of it's them the up with that it's the most badass scene in, in a movie ever <laughs> it was amazing but somehow he still survives and he lands in front of the king vampire who just stomps his fucking head. And it's like, I guess they did. They were so mad that he killed so many of them, they didn't even want to eat him. They were just like, fuck this guy. What? And, and then immediately, the man who got attacked by the little girl at the store is like, oh yeah, by the way, FYI, now that that guy's dead, now that that guy willingly sacrificed his life knowing he was going to die, I'm turning into a vampire. <laughs> He could have done all that. <laughs> well, he could have saved that guy's life. During this monologue he has, it is revealed that his family was killed by drunk drivers, and he didn't have the balls to commit suicide. So th he was considering it, which is why he proposed everybody, somebody create a diversion, but then he pussied out and didn't volunteer like he intended oh. to. Yeah, so there's some actual character like depth to this guy and it's uh while it was not good for them in the plot it was good for the writing of the movie in my opinion 
He's too scared to kill himself, but he's not too scared to walk into a room and let Josh Gartnick cut his head off with an axe. Yep. Cor- poor Carter. That was that guy's name. Carter. I feel like they intended him to be a white guy, but they found an indigenous and they're like, you know what? I just keep it Carter. And uh, <laughs> so he, he got done decapitated. And uh, turns out Billy, his partner, is alive and he's signaling to them with a flashlight. So Eben and Stella go over to uh, to Billy's house where Billy has killed his entire family and not been yeah. able to kill himself because his gun jammed. As a police officer, you probably would know how to fix that, but it didn't work out for him. And uh, Josh Hartnett, this is the first time we really see him fucking break. Like, he's about to kill Billy. He wants to strangling, strangle him for killing his family. And I think that kind of peppers into, like, the subtext that he and Melissa George were trying to have a baby and it wasn't working. I think that's where the divorce was coming from is that they couldn't really start a family as hard as they were trying. So then seeing someone who had a family hurt them and kill them just fucking broke Eben. He was having a hard time with that. But they uh, they proceed forth. The rest of the group has left the police station without them for whatever reason. And a little girl is marching through the street. Okay, guys, I have to stop you for a second. Holy shit. I just found a deep cut. So Carter, the actor, he played Ugluck in Lord of the Rings Two Towers, which is the one that's like, looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. I didn't know that. He's fucking jacked in that movie. Man flesh. (laughs) Man Man flesh. flesh. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Hell yeah. Stella decides, even though this little girl, the last diversion didn't work, she's like, you know what? I'm going to grab this little girl. And uh, she runs out and grabs him and, like, hides under a car or grabs her and hides under a car while low-budget Adrian Brody is following them. And it's actually not low-budget Adrian Brody. It's, uh, (laughs) what's his name? Is uh, Sam Raimi. That's his character in the movie. He plays that guy. Oh, shit. Yeah, so his face. I thought you were about to say it's just Adrian Brody. No, it's just Adrian Brody. (laughs) Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Um, Yeah, so uh, it's uh, it's actually Sam Raimi has a role in this movie, which you see him, but you don't really see him until this point. But somehow she evades him with the little girl, and uh, but Billy starts to move, and uh, cue ball sees him from a roof and is stalking him, like seeing where he's going. Uh, Eben shows up at the place with the grinder and uh, the rest of the group is there. He's so happy to see his little brother, but Melissa George isn't there. So they start talking on the radio. Billy shows up and cue ball follows him in. Somebody talk about how crazy this fucking action scene is. Yeah. Now this is the part where we get the payoff of that horrific foreshadowing (laughs) is that, uh, yeah, cue ball jumps down and attacks Billy and is is biting at him and stuff and they all try to fight him off and he he billy lunges him into the what do they call it the muffin eater the the yeah the muffin something <laughs> uh which just splatters him but it also takes half of billy's arm off 
so much fucking that blood and it's like the chaos yeah. of the moment he's punching people the vampire's like knocking people across the room he gets the axe and throws it in the grinder and uh but then he gets uh he gets ground up himself and billy kind of starts to turn right yeah while he's like screaming about his arm being cut off he's like starting to turn into a vampire because his he scream just keeps getting more and more high-pitched it was fucking wild. So then Josh Hartnett, instead of showing mercy and pushing him into the muffin eater, which would kill him instantly, he decides to take four wax to take his head off with a fucking axe. It's so fucking brutal. Like, they don't, the, they show the full decapitation in this moment. And he, like, is still alive after one hit and his jaw falls open and shit. Like, oh, so crazy. And the head falls in the grinder and that's it for his head. Like, you should have just pushed him into the muffin machine. He should have. He didn't. <laughs> it was better this way. They they gave us some real payoff on gore at this point. Even though there was some gore, it would have just been like a, a spray and that would have been it. So we had to get another real good decapitation. Getap- de- no, decapitation. <laughs> so then the vampires are like, they don't believe we're real because we're vampires. We, like, engineered the media and everything to think we weren't real. We've killed pretty much everybody. Let's burn this bitch down. So they light the town on fire. And uh, they get Melissa George on the radio. And she's like, we're going to freeze to death. Or we're going to burn to death. We're stuck. There's no way we're getting out of this one. And um, so Josh Hartnett takes the the speech about sacrifice yourself to save your family to heart. And he realizes, as a human, he is not strong enough to fight off vampires, so he injects himself with Billy's blood to become a vampire. Gets a little Billy blood in him. A little Billy blood. He's tweaking out. (laughs) And uh, they they contemplate killing him before he turns, but instead he goes outside and shit. I wrote, it's go time, baby. (laughs) (laughs) This is what happens when comic books get made into movies. So, uh, he goes out and he gets into a big fight with King Vampire. One-on-one because he has fucking, you know, mad respect now. (laughs) Got street cred. (laughs) Real recognize real. (laughs) And, uh, fucking King Vampire beats the fuck out of him until he does a Superman punch and Evan punches through his head, through his mouth, just whack. Through his mouth (laughs) and out the back of his skull. Which yeah, is it dope. was fucking awesome. It was so good. Um, then uh, the vampires are just like, oh, fuck this. The sun's about to come out. We're not fucking <laughs> with this guy. They literally all like, just like threw their hands up and was like, nah, son. We're good. <laughs> you beat the best of us. Out you go. We'll be gone. We're going to go back to our freighter, I guess. <laughs> so uh, the vampires leave and Eben and Stella sit and watch the sunrise together. And Eben gets burned up and turned to ash. That's that's the movie, guys. <laughs> yep, that was it. I have seen a clip from the sequel to this movie because there's a straight-to-video sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how but how is that? Thirty Days a Night, Dark Days. I've never seen the movie, but I saw a clip because they're the brunette, the one that wanted some dick. She she's the returning character in the sequel, and she's the clip I saw. She's giving a speech at like a college, like in like a uh, like a lecture hall, talking about the events of the first movie, and then she's like, "Some of them might be among us right now," and she whips on some UV rays. 
And it fries like four vampires in the audience. Wow. Holy shit. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what? They're like hunting her down because of how they said like we we've spent hundreds of years making sure they don't know we exist. Mm-hmm. So now they're like hunting her down to silence her because she's out there telling her story. So like she's like, all this shit happened to me. You know what I'm gonna do? Start teaching night classes. Like yeah, what? I'm like Blade. <laughs> <laughs> there also was a series. Ah, oh, fuck! I didn't write down what it was called on Fearnet.com, where mm-hmm. it was 15 minute episodes between movies, where it was like an extension of the show. I tried to watch it before this. And it is unwatchable B-movie trash. Just <laughs> terrible. You can only find the first episode on YouTube. The, none of the rest of it is available. And I made it 70 seconds into it before I was like, this is too bad. I can't handle it. It's, it's, the <laughs> acting is too bad. So um, that was that. And I just wrote produced by Sam Raimi at the end there. So what would you guys think? Oh, also, I want to say this. So, like... You know, this obviously being a graphic novel that the the film was based on. In the graphic novel, it ends apparently with the leader of all the vampires. I think his name is Vincent, um, coming and like telling the vampires to leave in order to like have them actually, you know, stay concealed to to the world. So there's like a whole like vampire hierarchy thing going on, which I thought was kind of interesting. I uh, I used to have the third, uh, they call it omnibus when it's just like everything that you can possibly cram in about this content. So I had the third omnibus of 30 Days of Night, and I didn't make it very far into it because it's just like too grim, too brutal. Like they're eating people's cats and stuff. I was like, I can't, that's just too much for Jesus. me. Yeah. So I want to read them, but it's going to be a tough read. It's just so grim. Yeah. So, uh, guys, what'd you think? Uh, wh- wh- what's the rating system, first and foremost? Vampire children. Vampire babies. <laughs> um, I go, go with vampire babies. <laughs> Alzheimer Isaacs? <laughs> hmm. Cold man's? Cold. Oh! Raw hamburgers. That's it. That's it. That's where we are. <laughs> um, I will go first. I gave this. We do these out of five, right? I can't even remember. Yep. <laughs> okay, yep. yeah. Um, I was going to be like, eight. <laughs> um, I honestly would give this a 4.5. I really, really like this movie. It's rewatchable. It's fun. The gore is awesome. I think the acting is good. And it's funny. Like, uh, Roger Ebert. When he reviewed this, he's like, this movie is better than it needs to be, which is exactly how I would describe it. Yeah, for real. I forgot to bring up the moment of incontinuity. Q-Ball gets thrown into the grinder, right? And he's hanging out in the final scene, watching the whole fight go down. <laughs> so that was the, is, yeah. that's the only moment of incontinuity I really found was that Q-Ball was killed and then he was fine. But uh, Josh, how many, how many raw hamburgers do you want to give this one? Uh, I give it 4.5 raw hamburgers. Uh, like I said, I wish they would. They made it feel more like it took a month. It yeah. just seemed to all take place. The fact that it is all night makes it feel like it's just all happening in one night. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I still like it. It's really cool, and the graphics and the effects are awesome. So yeah, 4.5. 
could I convince you guys to help me give this the Kakoa Shaw seal of approval? Because I think it's a 5 out of 5. In continuity and pacing aside. I could definitely be swayed to a 5 on this. I really, really like this movie. Especially for it being in the early 2000s. Or I guess what? 2007? 2007. Yeah. So that was a tough time for horror movies. (laughs) To say the very least. And... I think this one delivers on gore and scares, which like there are some legit great jump scares in this movie. Mm-hmm. And they don't it feel scary. cheap. Yeah, it is scary. So. Yeah, fuck it. You know I love handing out a cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him with the cocoa. Cocoa. Yeah, they, the character development in it, like there's actual plot. Things that happen in the movie matter later in the movie for the most part. Like, it's scary, it's a gore fest, and it's suspenseful, and it makes your heart palpitate. This is a good-ass fucking movie. So, I'm uh, I'm gonna say, five raw hamburgers out of five raw hamburgers. (laughs) Thump. Gets the seal of approval. (laughs) They won't give me what I want to drink. They won't (laughs) give me what I want to eat. But they'll give me the Kakawa Shaw seal of approval. So, yeah, patron saint of the podcast, Kakoa Shaw, listen to episode two, Malignant, to get that reference. And, um, yeah, so we have, like, social media and, and shirts and stuff, right? Hell yeah, we do. You want to get some of our sweet merch on your sexy body? Head on over to our Threadless store, which is hnhpod.threadless.com. Um, and then, yeah, hit us up on all our socials everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. At H on H pod. Wait, do we do stuff on YouTube? We have. Uh... Well, we did that live stream that one time. Oh yeah, there's that. <laughs> okay. we have something on YouTube. TikTok, we're we're amping up the TikTok. It's about to get real. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Just remember, life is tough. So why not get high on horror?